I'm Rebecca. This is a podcast for all my single friends out there and for anyone who's ever been single. Cue the laughs, life lessons, and all things love. Welcome to Dating in the Bay. Now, let's get to it. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Dating in the Bay. It's Wednesday, and today I'm joined by Michelle Musi, and she's the author of a book called Love Capades. It's also read aloud as a podcast, so I'll include her book and audio version of the podcast in the show notes below. And she's in her 70s. She's from the Bay Area. She, I think, lives in Stanford now. And we are going to talk about all the things. She just recently joined online dating. I helped her with her Bumble profile. It was really exciting. And she has a very like spicy, saucy energy, which you guys will experience soon. She's definitely a character. And yeah, super exciting news this week. I think I've officially lost some of my marbles of my brain. I went to the gym, which was exciting. And then (laughs) instead of throwing away the paper towel in the trash can, I threw away my keys. So just imagine me at like 5'2", leaned over all the way into this massive trash can, sorting through everyone's nasty paper towels from their sweat in COVID times. Like, it's amazing I don't have COVID. I mean, I have, I'm vaccinated, but also just like the germ level was off the charts. I've also, my mother hasn't heard the story, so I'm sure she'll enjoy this one. But found my keys, so I was able to get back home, which is always a plus. So with that, let's get to Michelle's episode. All right. Hi, Michelle. How are you doing? I'm great, Rebecca. It's so nice to finally meet you. We've exchanged lots of phone calls and we talked about your Bumble profile before. So it's nice to actually see you. (laughs) I know it's been a while, but I'm excited. This is going to be fun. Yeah. So you're the author of Love Capades. And I remember like part of your memoir, you talked about just like all of the different love experiences and like you're kind of a hopeless romantic. So I would love to hear kind of like, how did you decide to even write the memoir? I know it became a podcast and I know you kind of have some background you want to share as well. Well, let me just say about the memoir, you know, I've been a real estate broker for 45 years, but my real love and passion is writing. And I've wanted for just the longest time to write about my romantic experiences. So on Valentine's Day, 2019, I sat down at the computer and the book poured out of me. In four months, I had the book written. And it was so much fun to do, to revisit all those experiences. And then I tried to get it published, but that didn't work out. So I sort of put it on the the shelf. And the woman who had helped me edit the book said, you know, Michelle, something's got to happen with this. It's so fabulous. And then this miraculous thing happened where the youngest son of my best friend growing up, who is now a cinematographer of some repute, suggested I make a podcast. So then I started down this new adventurous path. And I found the fabulous guys at Studio Pod in San Francisco. Shout out TJ and Julian. (laughs) TJ and Julian. And they helped me create this podcast. And Sally, the editor, then became the co-host. And so we had so much fun. And I had an experience back in the 80s 
with a personal ad that I put in the Bay Guardian and the Palo Alto Weekly. I'm from the Bay Area. And the ad was so successful that I got 189 letters back from these gents trying to date me. And there were just so many letters, I couldn't believe it. The ad that I placed, because I'm a realtor and sort of a marketing guru, I put in this ad that had a headline, Bedroom Eyes. (laughs) (laughs) It just created this pile of letters. So I sat in my backyard with my girlfriends and we read the letters out loud and I graded them A, B, C, D, and F. What was your grading system? Well, we read them out loud and I decided, you know, this guy sounds interesting. He sounds appropriate. He's the right age. He seems to be smart, cool, whatever. Subjective. Did they submit photos? Well, that was optional. And that turned out to be one of the problems because (laughs) people would send in photos that they'd taken 20 years ago. Anyway, so we sat around this in a circle on the back lawn and I chose the top five candidates and I set up coffee dates. And I just want you to know every single one of them was a total loser. (laughs) These were the A's. So I became so discouraged by this effort and process, and it didn't lead anywhere. So all these decades later, I have said I'm never doing online dating. I'm just not going to do it because I had this horrible experience with the personal ad. But toward the end of recording the podcast, I started to think, you know, I really do want to find love. And I'm sitting in my apartment here in this pandemic, maybe I should try online dating. And then I spoke to you on the phone and you said, are you dating? I said, no. And then you said, well, you've got to do online dating. So this momentum started to happen. And then I thought, well, maybe I could do it because I wouldn't have to meet them right away where we could have a conversation like a pen pal and maybe we'd click that way. Mm -hmm. So I felt a little safer doing that. So then I did a little research and a little input from you and other people I knew. And so they suggested the best site would be Bumble, which is really quite an innovative site. And the woman who started it's brilliant and has all the right values. And so I thought, okay, And I put my profile on, which was a little tricky. I'm not exactly a techno dunce, but I have to admit this site is a little finicky. Mm -hmm. You know, it was a little difficult to get all the scoop on there. What was hard? Well, they have all these bells and whistles and things. I mean, it's not just a simple write a profile and put a few pictures on. It's how you navigate the site. It's a little bit tricky, actually. Did you do it through the web browser or the phone app? I did it on my desktop, my Mac. Oh, I didn't even know you could do that. Although, you know, I don't remember. Maybe I did it on my iPad. Okay. Yeah, I probably did it on my iPad. So I put it out there. And after a short time, I got my first match. His name was Roland. Roland? Yeah, tell me about Roland. Wait, actually, let's before you tell me about Roland, can you walk me through your profile? 
Okay. Because I gave you some feedback on it. So I want to see what changes were made. I remember you had a really cool picture in a garden. I'm super curious too to hear about because there's so many challenges just inherently with online dating and modern dating and the apps that I have a feeling that a lot of the issues that you're probably experiencing, I'm probably experiencing, that people in their 20s are experiencing. I think they're probably going to be common themes, but I'm interested to hear more about Roland and all these other gentlemen. Okay. So this is what I said on my profile. Let's see. Some words I would choose to describe me are positive, creative, fun-loving, witty, stylish, sophisticated, spiritual, self-assured, competent, robust, curious, a bit naughty, (laughs) and a love of life. Words others have shared are smart, sassy, sensual. So much about the world intrigues me. Now, I have to tell you something funny. The words a bit naughty caught every man's attention. And that's what they focused on. Ah. So ultimately, I changed that to a bit rebellious. Because they were just keen in to the sexy part, hoping that I was a naughty little fixin' or something. <laughs> So anyway, Roland was the first guy who was a match, and we started this conversation, and I had decided that I wanted to have a really robust email conversation to get to know these people, and he agreed to email me. I have a question. First, what was your opening line to him on Bumble? I'm not sure that I remember what I said to Roland, but it was something along the lines is, I'd really like to get to know you via email. And then I made a rookie mistake and I gave him my personal email. Why is that a mistake? Well, uh, maybe I think it's better to do it on the Bumble site and to feel comfortable with these people. So he agreed to email me and then he did a bait and switch and said, no, I just rather talk to you. And this really pissed me off. Why? It was disingenuous. He had promised to email, and then he all of a sudden didn't want to. And I just didn't like that. I thought he wasn't being straightforward. So I really wanted to just tell him to flake off, but I was nicer than that. And I said, Roland, I just think our stars don't align. And so that was the end of that. Oh, can I tell you what I think? Yeah. I think you should give Roland another chance. You do? Mm-hmm. So how would I do that? I think you could, is he still on the Bumble or the email? the queue. Okay. I mean, I would just say something like, hey, do you want to hop on a FaceTime? Because I, I just don't think setting all these extra barriers, all these artificial things, like you have to go through an email screen, then you have to go through, you know, all these things. And you both, it's, he's a stranger. He's, you're just like a phone number on someone's you know, thing that doesn't really mean anything. And until you actually are face-to-face, it's hard to reject somebody without giving them a fair shot. And he might just be like, oh, I'm better on the phone. And like, I don't really want to, like for me, I don't like texting long exchanges with somebody I don't know because that's a lot of investment for something that I don't really know if I'm even going to like them or like connect with them when I'm actually with them. So I think just getting on either a FaceTime or a phone call and seeing if there is a vibe I don't know if it's fair to say your stars don't align yet because you haven't met him yet. Well, that's an interesting thought. 
you know, I suppose I can recontact him and see if he'd like to give it a second chance. I'll think about that. Yeah. And even for future ones, giving them a little bit more grace, because I think sometimes it can be easy to be like, oh, I don't like this person because they did that. But I think we would want to be treated that way with giving them the benefit of the doubt too. Well, I think maybe I'm putting up a little bit of a, of a defensive barrier because I'm, you know, pretty reluctant about actually doing this. So maybe that was... Well, That's fair. Yeah. And it's your, it's your first match. So I remember my first couple, I was like literally waiting for them to write back and then I would like unmatch them if they didn't respond. I was like, oh, I've, like, it's like I would reject them before they could reject me. At the beginning, I was, I would cry. I was just like such a mess. So <laughs> now that I've been around, been doing it for a while, I kind of have learned to just like let go a lot more and be like, okay, like to see what happens. Have you had any successful matches through online dating? Oh yeah. You're just swiping right at people that you might think are attractive. Like if you're in a bar, you go up to somebody and say hi. So yeah, I mean, the goal is to go on a date in my mind with the person. So the faster that I can get, you know, exchange a few messages, see if we kind of have something in common, that there's like kind of any interest, then get to the actual date. Yeah, I think it's a really good tool as long as the goal is to get off the app and into real life. Because you could get stuck in that circle of endlessly swiping, endlessly matching, and then just chatting all the time. So I have to tell you, the second one, Rebecca, was just a trip. The second match is this totally gorgeous guy sitting in a chair holding his Australian shepherd. I mean, Milcher Hart, a guy holding a dog at his lap. I know. And he was 67, gorgeous, and lived in San Francisco. So he was geographically, you know, cool. And it was like, I can't believe this is happening. It was just unbelievable. And his letter to me, the first one, I'll read you a little bit of it, was just so cool. It says, Dear Michelle, how are you today? It was wonderful meeting you on the dating site. And what he had said to me initially was, I have to admit, you look like a really lovely lady and I'd really like to get to know you. Mm, I mean, that was that's great. Correct. Yeah. I wish somebody would say that to me on a dating app. <laughs> <laughs> it just, he hooked me. It was like, believable. Okay. It was so wonderful meeting you on the dating site. I do feel like we could have that special spark. And that is why I am ready to know more about you and tell you more about myself. I hope we can establish a serious relationship together. And then he went on telling me about himself. He was born in Sweden. He came here with his mother when he was 20. He had a daughter whom he adored. And then he had pictures of himself with the dog and with his supposedly two kids. They were all three gorgeous. I mean, I'm just like... I can't believe this is happening. So we had this conversation and then the second long email came and it was bizarre. And a friend of mine, Andrew, bless his heart, said, you know, Michelle, I hate to throw cold water on this, but there is a lot of scamming that goes on on these sites. That's the first thing I thought of. Yep. Yep. Oh, no. See, I'm so new with this. Yeah, you need to start sending me your messages and I can help. Because when he said the serious relationship part, I was like, uh-oh. I mean, I mean, it was the first one was in the believable range. The second one was out in the field. So Andrew says, Michelle, I think you ought to consider that this is not the real deal. And then I realized, 
I did a little more research on the guy and tried to follow Google Path. And then I decided, I had a serious conversation also with my world-class therapist who's in San Francisco. And he and I decided, this isn't for real. Well, what was that? Can you read the second message? All right. So basically what he said is, I am just so excited about the possibilities with us, but I going on a long trip for business to Dubai and I'll try to contact you as much as I can. And then he just went into this weird verbiage about how he was a man of integrity and that he was going to love me and blah, blah. I mean, it was just phony baloney stuff. (laughs) Oh God. It was just, so it, you know, red flags came Mm -hmm. up. So I wrote back to him and I said, I don't believe what you you are, who you say you are. Don't contact me again. And of course he didn't. And the other little clue was that our online queue disappeared from the site. He unmatched you. Yeah, he unmatched me. And I think it's because he knew I was on to yeah. it. Darn. I was going to say you could report him to Bumble. Well, I did report it to Bumble. Oh, okay. Oh, good. And they did get back to me. They're a little slow on their responses. but So then fast forward a little bit longer and another match came in. And this fellow was from Santa Rosa. His name is Kevin. He's 61, which is, by the way, I love younger men. I've always loved I remember. <laughs> so he ranges from like 60, 60 to 80. So anyway, Kevin comes in and he was really quite lovely. Okay, this is what he says. This is the profile. Just a kid from New York, loving life in Northern California. Told I'm sweet and adorable. I think it's a good thing that, or I've been blown off more times than I thought. My definition of a Sunday bike ride, us jumping on my motorcycle and riding through the wine country. Oh. I don't drink, drug, or smoke. Oh, God. <laughs> Why? Because opening and closing your car door is non-negotiable. Chivalry is alive and well. Wow. Anyway, he sounded pretty dreamy. This is Santa Rosa, Kevin, right? Yeah. With a motorcycle. Yeah. Okay. He's, so I sent him a message. And I said, I have cousins who live in Pope Valley and do cattle and wine. I love it up there. So he says, Michelle, I live in Santa Rosa. I have my own sales consulting business, four kids. My 19-year-old twins still live with me for now. No grandkids. Love to laugh, tell jokes, honest, chivalrous, just what you see is what you get type of guy. So that sounded divine. So I wrote him a long email telling him about myself. Oh, and I told him about my podcast, and he started to listen to it. Oh, wow. I thought that was very earnest, you know, that he was really serious about getting to know me. Yeah. So then he said, I'm looking forward to finding out what a little bit naughty means. There it was again. Yeah. And I wrote back and said, just to clarify, it's more about being a rule breaker and not so much about the sexual arena. And after I wrote that, that was the end of the conversation. Hmm. Well, he unmatched me. Goodbye, Santa Rosa Kevin. Unfortunately, that's part of it. People get a little bit on their high horses. They'll basically unmatch and feel really powerful. And so people do that a lot. Or you're just like, wait, where'd you go? I thought we were just in the middle of a conversation. And now you're 
who was it? Like, I was like, wait, we're just talking. Where did they go? And that happens all the time. It's like ghosted. It's like, you know, it's just rude. Yeah. I mean, this format makes it easier to be rude. Yeah. I imagine with when you had the newspapers indirectly, when you didn't respond to those, I'm sure they indirectly felt a rejection, but here it's like in your face, you see that there's a match and then it just disappears and you're like, ouch, like a little just pain in my heart. Yeah, ouch. Exactly. It's sitting by the phone waiting for the phone call that never comes. Mm -hmm. So, so far, I have to say, I'm not exactly excited about this process. I've had maybe four or five matches. They haven't gone anywhere. I think Bumble is a bit complicated to navigate. For instance, I won't get any profiles to review unless I tweak my age range. It's weird. And that's how mine is too. It says you have to expand your filters. My range says the whole country. (laughs) (laughs) Luckily, luckily I don't get, I get a lot of people from Los Angeles and I think, well, they, they look, interesting but they're so far away so yeah. well a couple ideas for you how long have you been on the apps like not that long mm, a month or five weeks something like that and how often are you swiping well when I, I go I, I check it probably every day and I'll of the of the options I have um I swipe to the I've swiped to the right maybe one out of ten something like that I'd be more generous with your swipes oh and then maybe trying another app too. So somebody I know has, it's a really sweet story, which I'll share because it's a success story. Her husband's parents live in Oregon. And last year, the mother died of cancer. And the father-in-law was left living on his own. And my friend lives in Santa Clara. So they invited him down for Easter. He came for a visit. He drove all the way down by himself stayed four or five days. And then he said, I'm leaving tomorrow. And they thought, oh, well, okay. <laughs> and he said, I'm stopping in Sacramento on the way home to see friends. And two or three days after that, they get a phone call from him. And he says, I have a girlfriend. He wasn't going to Sacramento at all. He was going to Sonoma oh. to meet a woman he'd been online dating. And they are an instant love match. They are like practically living together. Wow. She's gone up to him. They have children in common in North Carolina. They're plenty of trip. She sent pictures of them. They are adorable. He's 81. I mean, it's just, and it was on Silver Linings. Oh, which okay. is, yeah. Is that a site you've heard of? I have. I was doing some research on more niche ones. So yeah, I, I saw that one. Yeah, so I might give that one a try. Yeah, I have high hopes for you. I think as long as you just keep at it. It makes me think that if I just am a little more playful with it. Yeah, yeah just be silly. Like, just be like, yeah. Fun little thing to do and not take it that seriously and see what happens. Yeah, I think that's the best attitude. The worst thing that happens is you meet somebody that you don't want to see again, but you have a good story for it. But I've also met tons of amazing people, so never a shortage. Well, okay. I think you've given me some good tips, I have to say. <laughs> so I think I'll keep at it. Oh, good. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. And we'll have to have you on for a second one. And you can tell us more about your bumbling and online dating experiences. Bumble successes next time. Yes. <laughs> That's a- <laughs> done and done. All right. Thanks, Michelle. It's been great. And thank you so much for all of your helpful support. Of course. 
All right. Thanks again to Michelle for joining me. That was a really interesting and fascinating conversation that I really enjoyed. And thanks again to Studio Pod. We both work with Studio Pod and really appreciate them. A big shout out to them for their ongoing support and their partnership and producing my podcast. And yeah, I guess my dating hack of the week, piggybacking off of what Michelle and I just talked about is... First of all, your mindset really matters. If you straight up are not having a good time on the apps, that energy will show up. Like if I'm ever in a bad mood, I would not want to be swiping because that's just not fun for anybody. And like, if you're having boring conversations, it's going to create a boring experience. And the more silly, the more sassy, the more you can be yourself and not take it so seriously and not treating it like it's a super precious thing. It's really just an app with all these random people And how weird is it that we're just all swiping at our own houses and then you just talk to these random people and like, it's so cool. So just treating it like, what a wild time to be alive where you can just swipe and then you can talk to people and ask them really random questions. So with that, if anybody else has any dating stories that they want to share, any kind of things that you've overcome in terms of you kind of were in this bad mindset and then it switched or you felt like successes and you're kind of propelling yourself in that forward movement and you felt your energy shift, definitely let me know. I would love to showcase more of these stories where we're showing the positives of how you show up matters and we cannot discount how much your energy and like what you put into this is basically a secret ingredient. So when we remember our own agency that we can actually swipe right on tons of people, the more swipes you give, the more matches you'll get back. And then that creates this momentum, we keep going. And that's what really can propel you into the right relationship. And I firmly believe that the more that you put in, the easier, it's like working out, work out those muscles. So anyways, we started in the trash can and now look at us, we're working out our muscles and getting those dating apps reps in. So with that, thank you guys again, and I'll see you next week.